everyone. Thanks for joining us. Today's Norworks podcast is on partying with a purpose as a leader and the words that matter. My name is Susan Bauer, host of today's program, and joining us is Amanda DeSonia, Senior Vice President, Sales Leader. Uh, Amanda, thanks for joining us on our program today. Hey, Susan. Thanks for inviting me. Pleasure to be here. Oh, great. So let's dig in. Let's get started with party goals. We know how important they are, and we all know that now we have this basic party formula, 422, which really is just four parties a month, two bookings, and two recruiting conversations. And I say basic because, well, we know the more parties, the greater your results, right? And Mm -hmm. those are certainly outlined on the leader growth uh, plan. But Amanda, let's talk about why is a basic party goal so important to focus on for your team and and use really as a basis for leaders? Uh, Okay, that's a great question, Susan. I would say the reason, personally, I feel it's important because it's kind of like, I don't know, like any part of your day. I mean, if you don't really have an outline for what you need to accomplish on any given day, it's easy to end up sitting on the couch all day long and like being on Facebook and not accomplishing, you know, like making dinner and getting to work, picking up the kids from school, et cetera, et cetera. So party goals yeah, for me are important. important <laughs> Otherwise you get a call from school. Um, do you want to come pick up your kids now? Um, but, you know, for me, like it's just important to have a roadmap, you know, like if you go on a trip, you kind of want to have an agenda of where you're going. And the months that I don't, you know, there's been months where I've gotten lazy and I don't have a party goal. I can see that at the end of the month and my results just because I haven't held myself accountable. And I know if I don't hold myself accountable, I certainly can't expect my team to hold themselves accountable. So the beginning of the month to me is like, you know, um, as soon as that month turns over to the first, that's when I'm on my Facebook page with my team telling them what my goals are for my parties. And then I'm asking them to tell me too, because, you know, once you announce it and own it and write it down or tell anyone you know, you're just a lot more likely to follow through, and those are where the results come in when you have expectations, you know, really that you hold for yourself. I love that you share your goals and ask them to share them, too, and that is so true. They say that, you know, writing down your goals all the, and sharing them, you know, almost saying them out loud, that, that makes it real. It's a really hard thing to do, though, Susan. Like, I've noticed that it's it takes a lot of vulnerability and bravery to get to that point because if you say it out loud, then you're like, oh, I just kind of own this and I put it out into the universe. But, I mean, once you learn how to do it, uh, I think it's really hard to go back because you've learned, okay, if I say what I want, then I have to do something to get what I want. And if I don't, then I have to own it at the end of the month. But, you know, it's cool about Norwex is every month starts over. We go back to subtotal A0 and we get a do-over, you know, every month. I love that. That is true. It is a do-over. So any tips, like if, if I haven't done this yet, I want to jump in. I want to model for my team and, and, and share my goals and have them share theirs. Do you, do you have any tips for uh, for leaders out there? Well, I think, like, you know, Norwex is so good about putting out, you know, rewards for us. So at the very least, what I would do, you know, if I, if I was a brand-new leader and I was, you know, trying to figure out how – what do I want to do with my business? What are my goals? And how do I want to inspire my team? I'd be looking at the incentives that we're rolling out. So if it's a three-party incentive that month, 
you know, that's something to use that incentive for people because they're naturally, uh, consultants are going to be naturally motivated by the free product that Norwax is putting out there. So that's an easy one to use as a stepping stone by highlighting that. I think the, you know, monthly um, consultant benefits with starting at $1,500, because we know, you know, if a consultant's doing $1,500 in sales, that can generally be between three and four average parties. So I would be using that as a tool um, and making sure that we're saying, okay, who's getting this good stuff this month? You know, here's what's in this package. Who wants it? Um, and, you know, just taking advantage of the, that that incentive that Norwex offers. It's put up there for all of us to go. We always say, you know, our team always says, don't leave free stuff sitting in Dallas. And I say that to every new team member um, before they even sign up. Uh, those are the words I'm telling my new team members. We, I don't leave boxes of free stuff sitting down there with my name on it. That's crazy. So, yeah, um, just being – and at the meetings, too, you know, putting yourself out there and saying, you know, asking people to raise their hand or to share with someone else, an accountability partner, what their what their goal is for that month, um, the six months, and maybe, like, their hairy, scary, long-term goal. And talking about it consistently, you know, not just talking about it once a year. Um, because if you get the habit of doing it once a month, it's easier to set a stretch goal and then, you know, do your, your big ones that really can change your life. Oh, that's, that, those are all great tips. And, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a box sitting in Dallas with your name on it, Amanda. <laughs> Darn right, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> and they really are very strategically put into place for, for consultants and leaders um, to really maximize that month. So I love the idea that just by taking advantage of those consultant benefits, really consultants are they're, they're having those four parties. Um, and mm-hmm. reaching those those goals that we we want them to have um, based on that four two two formula. All right, so let's move on now. Let's dig into the party itself. The for the formula for four four two two four two two is two or more bookings at every party. So how do you consistently get bookings at parties, Amanda? I love that question because if that was so easy to answer, then we would all have the exact number of bookings that we wanted all the time. <laughs> but it's um, a process and it takes some evolution and it takes some redoing and starting over when things aren't working. Like if it's broken, then get in there and fix it. And if it's not broken, well, then don't fix it. But um, I'm always trying to, you know, sort of stand back and say, like, what works and, like, what isn't working? And, you know, like, I, this isn't something that I don't think a lot we talk about very often. And I, at least I haven't heard it talked about very much in this industry. But what I, you know, felt uh, over the course of five years of doing this and having a pretty consistent party calendar and having the number of shows that I want based on what's working in my life and what needs to adjust just for family issues is I think, like, it's a lot of it can be, like, the mental health of yourself um, before you go into a party. And I know that sounds kind of goofy, and I'm not asking anyone to, like, you know, meditate in their car for a half hour before they walk in. But there is something to taking care of yourself and getting into the party mindset. And I think that many of us don't do that as women. We're busy. We have another job that we work full time. We're trying to throw food at the kids, you know, before we run out the door, trying to grab where our dryer balls, throw them in our kit, you know, speed off, need to get gas, all that stressful stuff. So I think that if... As, you know, one thing that I, getting bookings to me, it's important for me to go in feeling like I'm at the top of my game. And if I don't take care of myself, I'm not at the top of my game. Um, because let's face it, we're performing when we go in there to a certain degree. I go in and wanting to be like the best at everything. And I can't be 
the best um, all the time, but I want to be my best self. So if I can go in fed, no, that sounds crazy, right? But how many people stop? Many of us, I know Katie Stoffel Duffy and I laugh about, we can go, we know what to eat in a gas station before a party. Um, and it wasn't <laughs> always the health, healthiest food. But now I've learned I've got to feed myself before I go to a party because I'm going to be standing on stage and there's no performer that would go on stage at the local theater with a hungry belly um, and being exhausted and overtired and put on a good performance, you know? Right. So, and, and if you think about, you know, so many people are running out the door, to your point, and you're feeding your kids and you're getting everything ready. And, yeah, so you you almost have to shut your door for your house and, and um, in that ride or whatever to the party get yourself into um, the space so you're yeah. opening the door um, yep. to the host home and yeah, you're, you're, and you're be, and, and be yourself. Be, yeah. Right. So, and, you know, and just like, I listen to this, I listen to the same song before every party and I have a mantra that I recite before I go into every party. Like I say to myself about 80 times before I walk into a par- party, um, you know, I, I believe with bookings, you know, people want to have shut parties with me. I say things like that that sort of prime myself for what I'm looking for. You know, there's motivated and inspiring women are in that room ready to join my team. And I say that stuff until I believe it and know that it's going to happen. And so, yeah, I mean, that's just pre-party stuff that I think is important is, you know, you've got to be a good listener and you've got to be a great, you know, performer in a way. You know, you're up there standing there being your best self and so you have to be ready to do that. Um, but you so, know, then, so then you're your best self, and so then what do you do at parties? What do you say? How do how do you I present? You've got to be fun. You know, I think that's the most important part. Is that if you keep the party fun, you keep the party lighthearted. People feel inspired and motivated to make changes rather than feeling like oh, I'm a huge gigantic failure because I've been using chemicals, and definitely my kids are like you know. So, you know, they have the worst mom ever because I've been using cleaner, you know, chemical cleaners for their seven years of their life. You know, you're setting people up for feeling excited and 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 inspired and, and motivated. And they want to be with you more because they feel that you've kind of empowered them. So, you know, my word choices are really strategic when it comes to the party. But what I'm trying to do, honestly, Susan, is I'm trying to deal with the objections and the rejections before they come at me one-on-one. Does that what do you mean by that? Yeah, well, well it, does, like, it does make sense, but what do you what do you mean by that? So what exactly do you do? Well, it's easier to talk to the group, you know, all at once than it is to get the checkout and ask everyone, do you want to have a party, and hear the same, like three different versions of the same rejection. I'm too busy. You know, I, I just don't have enough time. That's objection number one. Um, you know, everybody I know is already here, you know, so that's a confidence thing because they're worried that nobody's going to show up to their party. And that comes in different ways, too. You know, like, oh, I don't want I don't have any friends or I don't know anybody. Um, and then one, the other one that they're saying that they don't say, but they're thinking is like, this, cost, this is going to cost me money. Like, this is going to cost me money to throw together this party. And I do not have any extra budget and, you know, money in my budget for like drinks and food and all that nonsense. So if you can deal with that. Before you have to answer, be rejected one-on-one by one at the checkout, doing it during the party and saying, you know, just being up front. So here's what I want to share with you about hosting a party. It can be, you don't have to be, you know, Kimberly Warner taught me this. You don't have to be as popular as Annie here with 14 people in the room, you know, because six to eight people around a dining room table, even if your house is small, is an Orlex party. So right now, there you've dealt with that objection that someone's thinking, like, oh, I'm never going to have this many people at my party, and my house is small. Who cares if your house is small? You know, that would never hold me back from having an Orlex party, and it doesn't need to hold you back from having a party. Um, 
you know, that's great. Feeling so, that, what about time? What about the I've got no time? I, I, I don't know. Okay. I love this one, Susan, because, okay, the Home Party Revolution movement started at a time in our country when there was more time. Women weren't working full-time jobs. Um, You know, they were at home with their kids, and there was a need to socialize with other women. And why has that changed? It hasn't. Women still need to be with other women. We still need to do the self-care and be with people that we love and take a time away from crazy life and bedtime and doing the dishes. But now we have full-time jobs and we have kids in sports and we have so much more on our plate than we did 50 years ago. So and that, now when you get like, together with your girlfriend, you're always, you are more reinvigorated and you're happy that you did it that night. So you're so right. Oh, yeah. And your husband's happy that you went because you're nicer. <laughs> I mean, everyone, your yes. kids are like, would you please go away more often? But we get into this martyr, you know, we turn into martyrs and we're tired. And once you're tired, it's hard to break that cycle and be untired and get out of your rut. And so I think if you can say at parties to people, women still need, we still need to take care of ourselves and each other. And I know that we have more on our plate than we did when home parties became like the thing to do. So it takes a lot more, um, it takes a lot more purposeful effort to do this, but the rewards are so great when you do do it because we need to be, um, we need to be cared for. We need to spend time together and remind each other of why we like to be friends. So when you host a party, you know, yes, you are putting forth some extra effort, but you're caring for yourself and you're caring for your friends. So, you know, I think that if you can explain, people don't think about that. Um, it's just our new normal. We just, that's what we do. And if you can remind people that it doesn't have to be that way, it doesn't have to be crazy all the time. We can be together and have fun. Um, you know, and like, if you oh, said yeah. that and I was at a party, I would think, oh, you're so right. You're right, you know. Mm-hmm. And And I think that women, like you said, they recognize it, but, you know, it's that martyrdom, uh, taking care of everybody else. So I love I love that positioning. You have great word choices. All right, let's move on to uh, recruiting conversations. Or I know you call these team building. You don't say recruiting. But um, mm-hmm. obviously the more parties that you hold, the more opportunities you're going to have to have these conversations. Um, so again, I know you take a slightly different approach in in how you share the opportunity. So just talk about that a little bit, if you would. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's ties back, like I said before, Susan, to avoiding the rejection and the objection. We pretty much know why people are going to say they don't want to do this business. And I've always been very frank um, and about willing to share sort of like why and how I ended up here. You know, I think that one thing we sometimes do is at parties, we we don't want to talk about ourselves too much, um, but we have to talk about ourselves at some point. And you can be vulnerable um, to a certain degree, and that allows other people to, to share that with themselves, too. And I'm not saying, like, hog the stage the whole time and be like, ooh, me, 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 but, you know, sharing a little bit about how you ended up there. And if they can see themselves in you in some way, shape, or form, it doesn't have to be every way. It's not going to be. And you don't want everyone on your team to look, you know, or be like you. But if there's something, that relatability that they can connect with, um, that is where you can start to have those initial conversations that can really lead to more. So, you know, again, what what is going to be the reason why people don't want to join? I'm too busy. Um, I think direct sales is yucky. I mean, I did too. I was like, oh, I'll never do that in a million trillion years. I went to college. I am not selling anything. You know, and so I do tell it my story, you know, my party, that story that, you know, 
I never saw myself doing this in a million years, but here's what has changed in my life. And I'm very honest about the money part of it, Susan. Um, you know, what do I you say, that, Amanda? Because I think that that's something that, uh, you know, it can be uncomfortable to share the money part of it. So what, what do you say? You know, I, we know that people host parties for the free stuff. That's one part, one big reason. So that's money. It's saving money. But we also know that people join direct sales businesses because by far they need to earn extra income. That's normal in our country. Um, and that's fine. That's great. It's an opportunity. So I usually will tell people at parties if I'm feeling up for it, I'll say, you know, our struggles were that we fought a lot about money. My husband and I did. We were a single income family and we shouldn't have been. I should have been working, but I was too dang stubborn to go get a job. Um, and it caused a lot of stress. And so this was a way for me to take off just a little bit of stress um, in the form of a car payment. That's literally all I wanted to do was make a car payment. And what that grew into was something that financially changed every aspect of our life because I chose to take Norwex to a point where it would be a, a full-time plus income for us. Um, so if you, you know, if you or you know someone who could use an extra couple hundred or several hundred or way more than that extra dollars a month, this is something to consider even if you've never given it consideration before. And I can explain to you how and why you could make that work. So I do say things like that at party, but I, t I tell people that it was hard um, because almost everyone in that room has had a time where financially things have been hard. They know someone who's had hard times or they're struggling right now and they're too scared and they don't know what to do. And you might be um, that light bulb moment for them if you're willing to be honest about your own situation and struggles. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you're sharing that through your story. And you are so right. I think that you, you probably see it for a light bulb moment that goes off in somebody's mind because they never think about it in that way. You know, like that could be a car payment. That could be, you know, the extra that we just don't have at the end of the month. And you always, and you know friends who, who need, um, who need that as well. Uh, and sometimes so, it takes time. That takes time sometimes, Susan, too, before they come back to you. You know, like it might not be hard for them now, but in a year, a husband or they might lose a job. Or a kid might go to college or, you know, it, things change every, you know, every like 18 months people are often having like big life changes, which is crazy. That's often, but, you know, it might be 18 months, but you said something that they remembered. So do you follow up then? Do you have a good follow up system? Because obviously you want to stay in touch. I mean, I know that it's, it's best to capture that at the party and, um, and that's where you're going to find your your next team members but then um as you said you're gonna have customers and obviously those will be your hopefully your customers for life but uh what about um it's just not right for me now so what how do you follow up with those um leads at parties so it, it was are you saying that they would say they, they're a little bit interested but it's yeah. not right right now or they're definitely not interested and they're walking away from you no, I think it's that, you know, it, it's it's the close the deal part of it. Some people you're going to say, yeah, okay, I'll, and you'll meet them the next day and, and they'll sign up. But then, you know, what about those people that are sitting on that fence? Um, yeah. How do you follow up with them? Well, you know, I think that it's important, you know, we have so many opportunities to send things. I, I'm a firm believer in snail mail, Susan. Like, everybody gets emails and nobody reads them anymore. And I know that because I have the ability to see who's opening my emails and who's not. Um, but, you know, it's when you get something in the mail, it's meaningful. 
it took a lot extra time, you know, and so people, it has an impact. So I do send a lot of things in the mail. I send cards to say, you know, I loved meeting you. You know, I'd love to, to, you know, to be able to talk with you again someday. Please keep my card and keep me in mind. I'm not a stalker. I've always tell people at parties, I have an anti-stalking policy. If I had to do things that made me feel creepy, I wouldn't want to do this business, and I don't want you to feel creepy. Um, but I am going to, you know, care for you and stay in touch with you and help you make sure that you know that I'm still here. Um, I have a, you know, I just think that those free months too, when those free months come around and you've got your list of people that were like, eh, maybe, but they had, you know, their reasons why, legitimate reasons why, or maybe they were just scared. Those are the people that you really want to follow up with. And I do follow up with them through mail and on the phone during those free months um, because their objections can be reduced when they have nothing to lose. You know, you get, everybody knows $200 one party, you know, income earned is going to pay back your starter kit if you wouldn't qualify. But that's still scary for some people. Um, and then, you know, it's just, I think having those, having a web presence, I friend a lot of people at parties afterwards. A lot of people find me and my business page um, or my VIP group. And when you are, you know, present in front of someone consistently and you're doing your positive good vibe thing, it's hard for people to want to stay away from that as soon as they have a need to a financial need or an emotional need to be involved in a direct sales company. And I want them to pick Norlex and I want them to pick me or you want them to pick you as a leader. If you've been working your business and you're proud of it, they should, they'll pick you. Okay, Amanda, one final question. I know that as leaders, you can make the most of your time by having consultants join you and shadow you at your parties. It also has great benefit for them. So just talk a little bit about why is that important? Well, yes, I think it's a personal invite to come with you to a party can be something that reinvigorates and shot, you know, gives someone a shot in the arm to get back into their business. But they're also watching you, the leader, practice what you preach. So if I, you know, I'm telling my team, you know, behind the scenes, ask for, you know, bookings at parties and invite your hostess to join. But, you know, what if I'm not doing it at parties? Um, you know, that's a disconnect. So I like having people come with because it keeps me accountable it reminds team members of the fun that's behind the business, and it gives us talking points afterwards because when they watch you in the flesh afterwards, you know, if they've, you know, filled out that party observation form, um, we have things to cover, which lead to other natural conversations. So it's a good use of your time, and um, it's a great way just to model the, the fun part of the business. So, yeah, and mostly, Susan, honestly, when people come watch me at a party, afterwards they say, oh, like, you're not – that good <laughs> it's a you know it's a way for me to be uh myself and for them to see i can do what you're doing just because you're a leader and you're at the top of this company um you're a real person and you make mistakes too so i think it's a great thing to do for your business and for other people oh but you know that's that's a great uh that's a great way of looking at it and i somehow think that that they may think that wow that I learned a lot from being on the party with you, even though it does reaffirm for them probably too that, gee, I am doing a lot right as well. So mm -hmm. um, that leads me to the conclusion of our podcast. So, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of your tips and, and the experiences that you have at parties. Great, great information. I always like to close the podcast with some action steps for those on the call. And if you're working with leaders, these are things that you can follow up with for, um, for anyone that is going through this podcast series. So 
I have three today. So number one, and this really has to do with what we just touched, talked about, being um, having consultants shadow you on your party. So in your, look at your calendar for the next uh, two weeks. Look at how your parties. Invite consultants on your team. Put out a personal invitation for them to come and shadow you at your party so they can be inspired or re-inspired and learn and watch you um, to have those booking and recruiting conversations. Number two, think about your next team meeting or when you're connecting with your team. Do a role play. Maybe invite a consultant to be a host and you uh, role play that recruiting conversation. And then have, you know, have everybody else buddy up and, and do it. The more you do it, the better you get at it, right? And number three, you want to think about your own uh, conversations. Can they be any better? Sometimes it's good just to take that audio recording of yourself and on your next, uh, next, next uh, trip to a party or in the car, listen to your word choices. You know, can you tweak it at all? Um, and you may find, gee, I didn't even realize that I talked so fast. A lot of times listening to yourself can, uh, can help you to improve on what you might say at parties as well. So those are our three action steps for today. I want to thank everyone for your time and joining us. Maybe you're on your way to a party. So um, good luck. Have a great, great month. And we will talk to you on our next podcast. Bye for now.